I have not for a long time done a monologue on discipline. Uh, just a lot of other adult, generic, communicative type topics. Let me just share with you a, a common one that I hear in my office all the time. I, I would say 70 to 80% of the time that a parent comes in my office attempting to handle what they think is a difficult child, or, and more accurately, this is a relatively difficult child. Compared, compared to the <clears throat> other children they have, this is the one who gives them the most pushback. They will say, I'm on him, I'm on him constantly. It seems like I am disciplining him constantly, and it's not getting any better. And they feel bad about this. They don't, they don't like what they've become with this child. Well, there's good news and there's bad news. The bad news is they are on him constantly. Most of the time, they are. But we're going to define that in a second here. The good news is there is much they can change that will create a new image that they will not feel about themselves, think about themselves as on this poor child constantly. Typically when they say, I'm on him constantly, it is because they are nagging him, they are arguing with him, they are warning him repeatedly, they are raising their voice at him, they are in essence, in short, using a whole lot of words and emotions. I call it the illusion of discipline. Sounds like discipline. Feels like discipline. Agitates you like discipline. It's not discipline. It's not discipline at all. Yes, you are on him. But there's no backup. Dr. Ray, we discipline. We discipline a lot. Well, typically, as we explore that comeback, there are consequences, but they are only a small fraction of the time that there are words and emotions. So it's an illusion that says, I'm disciplining him constantly. You're not disciplining him constantly. You are indeed interacting with him in an edgy, friction-filled sort of way, <clears throat> no doubt about that. Say he's bothering his sister. And you tell him stop. Of course he doesn't. Or he stops for 12 seconds. You know, illusory compliance, I call that. And then he turns around and goes right back to doing what he's doing. And you tell him again. And then you warn him again. Then you yell at him again. Then you threaten him again. Do not make me make you go to your room. Did you hear me the first time? What did I tell you? See, that's the natural progression. And it creates the sense, look at me. Look at how I'm talking. Look at what I've become. I got the priest on speed dial for confession. I know it's midnight. Hopefully he'll still be up. The very good news is that when you replace the words and emotions with action, in other words, you have a consequence. You back up what you say and you're going to do something about it, whether it's 
sentences or corner or room or whatever it is, you will not be on him anywhere near as much. Consistent discipline does not equal constant discipline, and that's a future manologue, but that's a big mistake. If I disciplined him for everything he did wrong, I'd be on him all the time. I'd be disciplining him constantly. No, you wouldn't. He's not dumb. Consistent discipline leads to less discipline. You won't feel like you're on him constantly because you won't be on him constantly. You'll say what you have to say, and then if he blows you off or ignores you or argues with you, you'll back it up. And you're going to enforce it, and you'll make it stick. Dr. Ray, how do you make it stick? He fights me. Well, I only got one manologue at a time here. One manologue at a time. So, yes, in summary, bad news, when you feel like you're on him constantly, you probably are. Good news, you can do a lot better in the discipline arena that'll take away this sense that I'm on him constantly, and in fact, you will be much kinder. Action is much kinder than a whole lot of words and emotions flung in the general direction of that child's ears.